Hi guys, and welcome to the podcast. So I'm guessing you either already know or you heard about the CM Punk, Young Bucks, Adam Page, Colt Cabana drama. So I'm actually going to work backwards today because I'll explain where things stand as of now. Um, My reporting comes from the usual sources. Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez are my favorites. So I just listened to their piece about this on Wrestling Observer Radio. I like to give credit where credit's due. So Meltzer reached out to all the parties involved and he says that they're not allowed to talk due to pending legal issues the police were involved this is a legal situation so now that may explain why tony khan hasn't done anything yet because when there's legalities involved and contracts and the police and all that it must be really hard and you can't just automatically fire people because then you'll get a lawsuit or whatever so At least that makes me understand where that was because in my head, I'm like, how do you not fire? Like, how do you not at least, we have precedent with the Eddie Kingston situation where if you touch another talent, you get suspended. Or is that policy only going to be for mid-card and lower guys? And if you're the tippity top star, nobody can touch you. I hope that's not the case, but we'll see. So... Like the police were involved. And Dave Meltzer says nobody in AEW is allowed to talk. The situation occurred in CM Punk's locker room. There were a small number of people there, but there were a lot more people after the incident because they ran in. What is not disputed is CM Punk punched Matt Jackson. And then that's from Brian Alvarez. And Dave Meltzer chimes in with, multiple times and that seems to be a question like there's no question that Matt was punched once but it might have been more than once and apparently everyone agrees that Ace threw a chair and that it hit Nick Jackson in the eye and Ace pulls Kenny's hair and bit him now there are two sides one side says Punk started that the Young Bucks walked in and he just started punching. And the other side says that the Young Bucks were the aggressors. And it depends on who you like and whose side you take. Dave says he talked to neutral parties and they all had similar stories. The majority, he says, actually all but one person talked about how it started and that it was CM Punk. So nobody is denying that the actual altercation um, occurred. And Dave and Brian are talking about how no one was hurt badly. And like, how bad does it have to be, guys? Um, There are witnesses. Tony Khan and the lawyers are in a tricky situation, which we already covered. And I can't imagine how the talent feels. Dave brings up um, that Ace Steele's wife has a broken foot and she was in the room taking care of Larry the dog and just you know being CM Punk's friend or whatever and that if something happened she wouldn't be able to get up quickly and that might have you know it doesn't excuse what Ace Steel did but I don't know that's 
crazy. Um, so Dave also had a little aside about how certain people like to complain about everybody else running to the media and the wrestling media. And um, they're the first ones who to get into contact with him. And frankly, he's sick of it. And he says, fuck it. And like, I wonder if Dave's going to start showing receipts of people who claim not to talk to him to talk to him. Brian and Dave said that they did not talk to the Bucks. They talked about the whole hangman situation. And they talked about the whole hangman situation. And he wasn't there because he left right after the pay-per-view was done because he wasn't needed for the media scrum. FTR were not there. So now I'm going to take you back to the beginning now that you know all about who fought and the injuries and everything. So this is about CM Punk's post-pay-per-view media scrum. What the actual fuck was that? I read a recap and I watched clips, but I can't sit through the whole thing. I got secondhand embarrassment. This man, I'm not, I don't want to defame him if he ever comes across my podcast. He's going to sue me for like the $20 in my purse. Um, He was like a serial killer. He's over there like eating desserts and like going off on anyone who's ever wronged him. It was like Festivus from Seinfeld. I was just like, what is this? No one, he brought up, he walks in, sits down, you know, I think Tony Khan asked, you know, for anybody for questions and CM Punk goes, I have a question. And he like points to this reporter, poor thing, who was like, had the audacity to once be friends with Colt Cabana and like the guy had to be like in Punk, you know, was, you know, asking him about that. He was hoping that the guy was going to say, yeah, Colt's my friend. But the guy's like, I'm not even friends with Colt Cabana anymore. And then it proceeds to like, I mean, it proceeds to go off the rails. It's already off the rails when he brings up Colt Cabana. So you might be wondering, wait a second, if the issue is something to do with Colt Cabana, why are the Young Bucks involved? CM Punk may be right, or he may be paranoid. Who knows? I think the paranoia is setting in. Uh, he's convinced that the Young Bucks leaked the rumors about the whole CM Punk asking for Colt Cabana not to be renewed and, you know, to be moved to Ring of Honor or whatever. And I will say this, as most people agree, CM Punk didn't need to ask for that. I'm sure Tony Khan just did it because he assumed Punk wouldn't be able to coexist with Cabana, which right or wrong, whatever. So part of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave did talk about how it, that didn't come from the EVPs. Everybody at AEW was discussing it. It wasn't some big state secret that only they would know. So I'm going to give you some quotes from the media scrum, the press conference, whatever you'd like to call it. So, see, okay, Nick Houseman of Wrestling Inc was the person who had the audacity to once be friends with Colt Cabana. So this is quoting CM Punk. If you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself. If you are friends with somebody, you blew my spot. If you're not friends with him, I apologize. You should probably disclose who you're friends with. I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and on this when I'm on my time and this is a fucking business. 
why I'm a grown ass adult man and I decide to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business but my friends. If I fall backwards, will catch me. Colt Cabana, I felt never would. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that didn't want to see me at the top. You call it jealousy and you call it envy. Whatever the fuck it is, my relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt, I have every invoice, and I have every email. I have an email where he says, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer. You do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to countersue him through discovery, we discovered she had a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. As soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email. Oh, can we please drop all this? It's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. Okay, you've been sitting on that for a while. Now, I'm not going to take a side. Well, actually... <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not going to take a side in the CM Punk Colt Cabana dispute, which we all know about the podcast, the doctor who worked for WWE suing them. But I will say, how negative is this man that you just won the AEW World Championship and you can't enjoy it for a moment because you have to like get this rage out of you? Nobody's ever made this man be quiet. Nobody's ever been able to shut him up ever so like like he's why didn't you go to the media why didn't you leak if you have your friends leak it like cry me a river that people you know the internet wrestling community knew some facts obviously didn't know everything and they chose the person who they liked better and that was Colt Cabana like crazy what is wrong with this man Okay, and now we're going to have some of the quotes about the executive vice presidents. The, the uh, hangman Adam Page stuff is wild, but okay. The fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage Target and they spread lies and bullshit and put it into a medium that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. The fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. If y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. What did I ever do in this world to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like hangman Adam Page to go out on national TV and go into business for himself. For what? What did I do? I didn't do a goddamn thing, said CM Punk. Okay, madman. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, oh my God, this is craziness. What? So unprofessional. And I know you like this professional wrestling, whatever. Yeah, like I'm not holding it to like the standards of being like, uh, I, I was going to say Supreme Court justice, but <laughs> there's no standards there. Um, Yeah, so Jesus Christ. And like for him, he, he, whatever Adam Page did wrong, like God forbid he, vaguely referenced Colt Cabana and only people in the know would know. Like, I remember when that whole promo segment between CM Punk and Adam Page happened, me and my friend, Emmy, who's a huge Adam Page fangirl, were like, wait, I don't understand what Hangman's talking about. Like, we didn't understand. I think people clued us in after, but we were like, wait, what, what is happening here? I, I don't understand. So this is just wild to me, but Okay. So then Tony Khan tries to intervene, like, wow, how long did it take him to, like, do anything? But, like, I think, I don't know, we've been there with someone's, like, I don't know, but he's the boss. I don't know, guys. This is just craziness. So Tony tries to intervene and say he he did his best to make the situation clear. 
And CM Punk said it's not his business to have to make it clear. Repeating about the executive vice president should have known better. It's not his, referring to Tony Khan's position to make it clear, Punk said. There are people who call themselves EVP that should have fucking known better. This shit is none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I get it. I stuck for that guy more than anybody. I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. I'm trying to run a fucking business, and when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million-dollar house that this company has ever drawn off my back and goes on national TV and does it, it's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. We're far beyond apologies. I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled. You saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. That's where we're at right now. I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. Furthermore, Punk reiterated that he tried many avenues to resolve his issues with Colt, but at the end of the day, Colt went ahead with the lawsuit. Sorry to keep bringing this up, but I had never spoken a word about it. When it came down to he was that he was going to sue going to sue me, I asked to talk to him. He refused. I asked for mediation. It was denied. I offered him money. He said it was not enough. He went ahead with the lawsuit and sued. It's his fucking funeral. I don't care. She has a big account with his mother, which tells you all you need to know about what kind of character that is. Okay, like, pick pick something to be angry about. I know, I understand the issues are all intertwined because... Adam Page is friends with Cole Cabana and the executive vice presidents are friends with Adam Page, but this is such a bad look. Like, I, I can't even. So then Punk went back to ranting and raving about, well, and the thing is, from what I saw, he did it very calmly, which is what's like, because at least if he was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if that would make it better if he was like, clearly, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad for Tony Khan because like I would have been sitting there dying. I would have been like, oh my God, we've all been there when somebody's just like showing their ass. And like this man does not drink. So he was not drunk. Presumably he was not on drugs. Like, yo man, maybe you should smoke some weed. Like you need to fucking calm down. So here's some more of uh, the, the rants of CM Punk. I'll tell you why I'm upset about it. If you're an EVP, you don't try to mi- middle your top baby face, try to get your niche audience that is on the internet to try and hate him for some made up bullshit rumor. Really pisses me off. Stepping on your own dick, trying to fucking make money, sell tickets, fill arenas. These stupid guys think they're in Reseda, which was the home of PWG and, you know, a lot of the indie guys went through there. And that's like a obviously a direct shot at. Nick and Matt. And this is going to be my last quote from this. Our locker room, for all the wisdom and brilliance it has, isn't worth shit when you have an empty-headed idiot who has never done anything in the business do public interviews and say, I don't really take advice. Who the fuck do you think you are? That's stupid. I'm on a team with Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and I don't need to work on my swing. I'm not going to listen to these guys. Fucking go fuck yourself. I dare you to fucking say that to Terry Funk's face. I don't need to listen to you, Mr. Funk. I know what I'm doing. Fucking grow up, Punk said. And like, oh, is this the root of it all? Why you're so fixated on Adam Page for like one offline in a promo? Because he didn't take your precious advice. And like, maybe he was just being diplomatic and saying he doesn't take advice. And maybe he was just referring specifically to you. Like the way you've handled your career is, is the way everyone else should handle it. Like, oh my goodness gracious, this man is ridiculous. And I'm not saying AEW was a perfect place before he got there. I'm sure it wasn't. 
people. Like you have to admit, since he's got there, things have gone like wild. And I'm just going to have one thing to say. If it comes down to CM Punk or the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, please, Tony Khan, choose the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Like, Punk, I'm just so frustrated. I didn't want Moxley to lose the title Sunday Night Out. Oh, oh yeah, by the way, you know, congratulations, Punk's the new champion, but nobody's talking about that because of this. Nobody's talking about MJF's big shocking return because of this. CM Punk cares so much about the business and so much for AEW, but this is what he does? This is ridiculous. This man is petty and just everything. I feel bad because I don't feel bad, but I feel like some way Paul Levesque is just, you know, sitting back with a nice drink and laughing because everything he thinks about Punk is right. You know, like, oh my God, people said like, he's a... I don't know. I'd like to give credit to to Fightful.com, an article written by Robert DeFleece and Jeremy Lampert. That's where I got the CM Punk quotes, so I didn't want to forget that. So yeah, that's um, basically it. So So then, after Punk is done talking, he goes back to his locker room, and the young bucks did what he told them to do come see him and talk to him face to face. And I don't know. I've never heard a bad word about the Bucks. Like they don't have a history of being a problem in locker rooms. Nobody's ever said that. People have talked, you know, about how great Nick is in a locker room and that they used to call him the indie taker because he was like the undertaker was at WWE with, you know, being the in charge of the locker room. So I don't know. I think CM Punk thinks he's more important than he is, knows his own worth. I don't know. Like, yeah, he's, he's a big star and he's, he's worth a lot, but this can't be happening. And his friend can't be doing that. That's crazy. And then if, um, Ace Steel gets sued, you know, what's going to happen? It's going to be a Colt Cabana situation all over again. Don't worry. I got your bills. And then the bills come and then it's like, uh, I don't got it. I don't know. So I was waiting to make this episode until we had more information, but I, there's so much happening that I decided to make it now. Today's episode of being the elite should be interesting. And I will make a part two to this if more news comes out. So I hope you enjoyed and thank you for listening.